Good afternoon and welcome to the Friday edition of the Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. Coming up this afternoon, we'll have details on Canada's farm show. And up first in today's country comment, I'll chat with the CEO of Protein Industries Canada. The latest farm news and market numbers all coming up over the next 60 minutes. The time now is 12 o'clock. Here's a look at our local news. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Manitoba Farm Journal. Protein Industries Canada has announced a co-investment into the second phase of Canada's National Index on Agri-Food Performance. Alongside lead partners Pulse Canada and the Global Institute for Food Security at the University of Saskatchewan. More than 75 organizations spanning the food system are collaborating to advance the work. Bill Gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. You know, we've been hearing a lot from you know, ingredient manufacturers and food companies about uh, the sustainability of Canadian ingredients. They want assurance that uh, we understand the carbon life cycle, you know, the water use, the chemical use, all the things that go into producing food today. Consumers are really interested uh, in that. And you know what? We've got a great story to tell about the sustainability of Canadian food products. So this project is aimed at creating a set of measures or indices around uh, proving out the sustainability of Canadian ingredients and food products across the agri-food system, not just for plant-based foods. There's a handful of organizations involved in this. Yeah, it's a pretty big handful. It's quite exciting. There's about 80 organizations across Canada's agri-food sector that's collaborating, and it includes um, industry players, financial institutions, environmental NGOs, provincial governments, federal government agencies. You know, we all recognize the importance of providing better information to consumers who are asking some really good questions about where their food comes from. And so we're all collaborating and cooperating to develop these indices across uh, Canada's agri-food sector. And this is the second phase of the, of the project? Yeah, the first phase was really to just bring industry together to talk about whether or not we could actually do this. You know, um, it's not easy to bring together, you know, the plant-based food sector together with the livestock sector and, uh, and all these different organizations. But the first phase was really coming together, deciding we needed to do this, deciding we needed to do this on a national level. So, and then phase two is, uh, is developing all the indices and the measurements. And then phase three will come beyond that, which is kind of the rolling out of this, uh, of this national agri-food uh, performance index to our customers, both domestically and internationally. That was Bill Gruel. He's the CEO of Protein Industries Canada. A look at what's happening in the markets this afternoon is coming up. Good afternoon, I'm Corey Canute. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada says that Canadian farm income reached record levels in 2021. Net cash income for 2021 is forecast to have grown by 49% from $17.8 billion in 2020 to $26.6 billion in 2021, mainly due to higher commodity prices. This represents a new record exceeding the mark established back in 2020. Overall, crop receipts are forecast to have increased by 17%. In the livestock sector, hog prices have been very strong, contributing to a 15% increase in livestock receipts. Average net operating income per farm is forecast to have increased by 59% in 2021, from 91500 in 2020 to 145000 Average family farm income is forecast to have increased by 27% to $229,000 in 2021. Looking ahead to 2022, net cash income is forecast to decline 25.8% to $19.7 billion due to the impact of the drought. 
Farm Credit Canada held its Future of Food conference this week. One of the presenters was Mary Robinson, president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture. 2022, while not being filled with the same kind of fear we felt in 2021, has been a difficult year to navigate as we begin to see the effects the pandemic has had not only on simple tasks and events in people's everyday lives, but also on the supply chains that we all rely on. One impressive thing is the Canadian food system supply chain and how it has shown itself to be resilient in the face of these massive disruptions. And I feel Canadians are starting to pay greater attention to how important farmers and the food supply chain are in their daily lives. And Protein Industries Canada has announced a co-investment into the second phase of Canada's National Index on Agri-Food Performance alongside lead partners Pulse Canada and the Global Institute for Food Security at the University of Saskatchewan. More than 75 organizations spanning the food system are collaborating to advance this work. Bill Gruel is CEO of Protein Industries Canada. The first phase was really to just bring industry together to talk about whether or not we could actually do this. It's not easy to bring together you know, the plant-based food sector together with the livestock sector and, uh, and all these different organizations. But the first phase is really coming together, deciding we need to do this on a national level. Phase two is uh, is developing all the indices and the measurements. And then phase three will come beyond that, which is kind of the rolling out of this, uh, of this national agri-food uh, performance index to our customers, both domestically and internationally. The National Index on Agri-Food Performance is focused on developing a set of sustainability indicators and metrics related to Canada's agriculture and agri-food industries. That was a look at today's farm news. I'm Corey Canute. Good afternoon and welcome to the Prairie Eggwire for Friday, February 25th. I'm Corey Canute. Coming up today, we'll have details on Canada's Farm Show. Canada's Farm Show is back with an in-person event for 2022. Glenda Lee Allen Vossler caught up to Tim Reed, the president and CEO of the Regina Exhibition Association, to find out how the planning for this year's show is coming along. June 21st to 23rd, we're going to be celebrating the 44th year of Canada's Farm Show right here in Regina, Saskatchewan, and we are so thrilled to be talking about coming back together and having an in-person farm show. We've waited a long time for year number 44, and it's going to be great. That's a Tuesday to Thursday this year. It is, and some of the feedback we received from our exhibitors were, um, is there a way to make sure that this show, because it is intended to be a business-to-business show or a business-to-vendor show and about qualified buyers, is there a way that we can do this during the week? Can we minimize some of the expenses, some of the time away from family, and I think literally just listening to what our exhibitors and our guests said, there was feedback that said, let's run this from Tuesday to Thursday. And so the, we made the decision to do that. Now you can still attend. It's $15 to attend and one ticket gets you in any one of those days. So the idea with it is, is we want people to come often. We want people to enjoy, but the dates are different as it's midweek now. So what can we expect for 2022? Obviously, our show, most people are familiar with it. We've really been focusing on the indoor components of the show the last few years. And so what we have seen is virtually all the exhibitors that you would have seen in 2019 uh, or 2018, 2019 have made the decision to come back. We're seeing strong, exceptionally strong renewals. 
One of the learnings, though, that we took from the pandemic was the ability that we have to connect in a virtual environment from Regina, Saskatchewan to the rest of the globe. And although this is really about getting people in front of each other, we recognize that the the changes that we've all been able to adapt within for COVID-19 means we're better in a virtual space than ever. And so last year, we did a virtual show. We hosted a huge element of it as the launch pad, which was all around new product launches, new innovation in the industry, and, and some of the best guest speakers and panel discussions that you could have. We're still going to run the launch pad this year. Launchpad will be connected in a global space. And so we recognize that this show does have to be different. So, yeah, all our buildings are going to be filled with incredible agriculture opportunities. But we're also going to be making sure that from the Launchpad stage, we capture the very best, the very brightest, the most innovative and the most dedicated. And we share that with the globe because we recognize that there may be limitations depending on what nation you come from to finding a way to Canada just given the reality that we face coming out of COVID-19. Let's talk a little bit about this year's lineup as far as speakers, presentations, that sort of thing. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, we've always been so fortunate to have guest speakers and panel discussions, and there's many yet to be announced that will be part of the lineup. But what we have announced is our keynote speakers. And Prague Garg and Karen Proud will join us as our keynotes this year. Prague is obviously the chief digital officer for CNH Industrial, which may not be familiar to all of us, but you will recognize the brands that they represent, including Case IH, New Holland, similar brands, and, and great agricultural organization. And his focus will be around the the opportunity around autonomy in agriculture and what the future might look like. Karen Proud is the president and CEO of Fertilizer Canada. She was appointed to the role in 2021. So her lens will be fresh and new and, and many of us haven't had the opportunity to engage with her. And her focus will be what the industry of fertilizer in Canada looks like today and then what we should expect in the future and some of the opportunities and challenges that may be on the horizon. We hope to see everybody at Canada's Farm Show coming up June 21st to the 23rd at Regina's Exhibition Park. For Golden West, I'm Glendalee Allen-Bossler. Thanks, Glendalee. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email to farmdesk at goldenwest.ca. On behalf of Glendalee Allen-Bossler, I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return next week on the Golden West Farm Network. Time now for a look at the farm calendar. Farm Credit Canada is presenting the Women Entrepreneur Summit in a virtual setting, March 8th. Visit the FCC website for details. And Marmac Farms and Guest Bull Sale is scheduled for March 9th at the farm near Brandon. The sale gets underway at 1 p.m. Visit marmacfarms.net for details. Continuing with the Manitoba Farm Journal here on this Friday afternoon, National Farmers Union held one of its NF University webinars yesterday. One of the speakers was Nathan Gerlis. He's the manager of national affairs with the Canadian Grain Commission. Under that quality program uh, falls uh, the establishment and maintenance of the official grain grading guide. This is the, um, the, the, the list of specifications and tolerances for the 21, grain, 21 grains that are currently uh, regulated under the Canadian Grain Commission. 
Uh, the official grain grading guide gets its authority through our act and regulations. Uh, it's all posted on our website. It's uh, very, very commonly um, uh, referred to on our website. Uh, you know, it's it's used right across the Canadian grain uh, system for the for purchases of grain between companies, uh, from producers to companies, and on the and is part of the basis for export from Canadian companies around the world. Um, built right into our act is uh, the requirement that the CGC maintains the official grain grading system. Uh, on the advice and recommendations of the grain standards committees. We have a Western standards committee, an Eastern standards committee, and a series of subcommittees which provide technical advice and guidance uh, uh, to those main committees. The commission then uh, considers those recommendations and uh, on the basis of those recommendations uh, will uh, make changes from time to time on the tolerances uh, within the official grain grading system. Uh, the premise of the grain, official grain grading system is that uh, what an inspector looks at and assesses uh, in that sample will be an indication of the end-use performance of that grain when it reaches its end-use market. In terms of uh, quality analysis, uh, this is uh, also part of the grain quality program and involves uh, a coordination and collaboration between our industry services divisions or inspectors and our grain research laboratory, of course. So uh, speaking to that linkage between the inspection system the grading system and end use quality. We're, we're looking, looking for how the tolerances, the specifications will, will impact that end use quality. Um, you know, you can see examples here where um, the visual characteristics of, a, of wheat can make their way onto the end use quali quality characteristics in flour uh, and in bread. And um, we, we generate that information on the basis of samples that we collect through our inspection services, which I'll be talking about in a few slides, as well as our harvest sample program, which I'll also be touching on. Another important aspect of uh, grain research is uh, the safety side. Um, we, we have some fairly sophisticated equipment and, and quite uh, accomplished scientists in our grain research laboratory who, um, who uh, look, look for that. Some of the things that they look at, for example, could be um, uh, pesticide residues or um, uh, heavy metals such as cadmium or uh, lead that could be present in Canadian grain. This uh, machine that you're looking at here is called a mass spectrometer. It's hooked up to a robotic auto sampler and it could be used for uh, assessing um, heavy metals such as lead and cadmium. Of course, these are grain safety issues. They are all often also aspects of market access issues as Canadian exporters look to access markets around the world and, and navigate the different regulatory systems. That was Nathan Gerlis with the Canadian Grain Commission speaking yesterday during an NFU webinar. Another look at what's happening in the markets heading into the close is coming up in just a moment. Time now for another look at today's farm news. Protein Industries Canada has announced a co-investment into the second phase of Canada's National Index on Agri-Food Performance. Here's CEO Bill Gruel. We've got a great story to tell about the sustainability of Canadian food products. So this project is aimed at creating a set of measures or indices around uh, proving out the sustainability of Canadian ingredients and food products across the agri-food system, not just for plant-based foods. In addition to Protein Industries Canada, Pulse Canada and Global Institute for Food Security, more than 75 organizations spanning the food system are collaborating to advance this work. And the president of the Canadian Federation of Agriculture spoke this week 
during the Future of Food conference hosted by Farm Credit Canada. Mary Robinson talked about the year ahead. 2022 will be the year that we find even more sustainable solutions in uncertain times. I believe our industry will be a shining example of how a sector can drive growth in a truly sustainable manner, not only environmentally, but also socially and financially. Sustainable growth in agriculture can be a win-win for both farmers and society at large, providing more food for a growing population while protecting the land future generations will be banking on. I'll be back after this to wrap up today's program. We've come to the end of another Manitoba Farm Journal. I'm your host, Corey Canute. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. Today's closing numbers with more in-depth commentary on what's happening in the markets is coming up at 10 to 2 on the Markets Farm Program. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. Hope you can join us back here on Monday starting at 12 noon.